Anxiety and stress are feelings of the future. The imagination going wild and creating unnecessary stories of what perhaps would never happen. Exactly. So it's all fabricated worst-case scenarios of what could possibly go wrong. And when it comes to anxiety and panic attack, if you look underlying what's happening, it's really about the person's existence. Now it's about that time. The Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 2 and today we have a world citizen who's based in Dubai UAE. Her name is Yasmin Rashti, diversity and inclusion. Now these are two key exposures that she's had from the moment she was born and this ignited the passion in her heart to connect with uniqueness in every individual in every with every background and every culture. Now she is a yoga teacher, a life coach, a quantum healer, a theta healer, a licensed NLP trainer, a multidisciplinary self-development trainer and healer on episode 2 Yasmin Rashdi the founder of Mind Training and Self-Development thanks so much for joining us hello hello thank you for having me Anjan and thank you for this uh, beautiful introduction you know i could have spent the next uh, one hour of the podcast introducing you <sighs> Yeah, well, I had a quite a journey, so uh, it's it's all great. It's all great. I'm and that's exactly it. what we want to talk about. We we're bringing perspectives from people who have had these journeys in wellness, whether it's physical wellness, emotional wellness, mental wellness. So this show is all about helping people understand that there's so many ways that you can fix yourself, and you don't have to see yourself as broken. I'm actually more towards uh, thriving yourself instead of seeing yourself as broken and fixing yourself because this demotivates people sometimes. Sure. So there are so many different tools nowadays, and we're really very lucky to be during such times where we have plenty of tools that really appeal to different people. Mm. And to be honest with you, every human is very unique and multi-layered. So there are plenty of tools that can help you with each layer. So even within you, and this was my journey. So I just followed how I felt, and every time I felt that now I need to work maybe with uh, yoga, I did yoga. Whenever I felt I needed more brain work, I did NLP. Whenever I felt no, I want to tap more into spirituality and healing, I went into theta healing. So there is no right or wrong or True. good or bad. There is. what resonates with you at your journey at a point in time because we are really much richer than just one single modality very true so yeah. uh, on today's show i wanted to cover something that you pointed out was the most important topic spoken about in the last decade mm-hmm. which is anxiety and stress and all these fomos and panic attacks so i've been in this field for almost a decade now and this is the most topic that people seek self-healing and self-development uh because of absolutely and yeah. w- i mean it was pre-pandemic also is my feeling but with the pandemic it's just been heightened and highlighted and the reason is that during the pandemic and lockdown there are no more any kinds of distractions so the monster is right there and you they have cannot to sit with themselves <laughs> yeah so the elephant is in the room you Correct. can't just pretend it's not there right i, I call it in the yogi circles <laughs> we call it corona guru <laughs> because it forced you to learn how to be with yourself. Yeah, very true. So let's start with the simple stuff. Uh you started this company Mind Training. Uh you were in corporate banking field for 10 years after mm-hmm. which you decided to shape shift your passion and uh, you went into the space of interpersonal relationships. Take us through that journey. So basically I was in banking and I really loved what I did. I was actually good and uh, I enjoyed uh traveling to different countries, meeting people from different backgrounds. 
and I wanted to evolve myself and my skill sets. So uh, this is when I discovered NLP and uh, I invested in myself. So I didn't wait for someone to really invest in me or to sign me up for a program. Mm. I just decided to take one week off, actually 10 days from my own uh, leave and paid from my own pocket for my own investment and it transformed my life. And that became a decade of a leave. <laughs> that became <laughs> a whole life journey transformation. Right. So yeah, like after two, three years of, um, you know, working on myself, people started coming to me for sure. sessions mm. and healings. And then I decided to move into doing this full time and I started Mind. Amazing. So is that your advice to people? Just take a week off and go and figure out what calls your heart. Definitely. If a person is not doing well and they really feel that they need help, people tend to spend a lot of money on shopping, on even travel for leisure, which is not bad. It's always good. But if you feel something is off inside you, definitely like a retreat, a deep one, where you can really transform your mind, body and soul is the solution. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition and engage the world through learning, problem solving and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. An expert on stress. That's who we have as a guest on episode number two. Yasmin, once again, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, we wanted to talk about what causes stress. So let's start with that. So uh, stress is a big topic. And uh, nowadays, it has been the main thing that people suffer from. Um, so not only are people stressed, I believe companies are stressed. <laughs> and this is what's driving the majority of stress. So I want to take you first through the different um, states of being that a person goes through. So there is emotions, there is sensations, there is uh, feelings, and there is a state. And people tend to mix up all of them and use labels everywhere. So sometimes even um, exploding the, the, the state of what they're going through, giving exaggerating it more than what it is. Correct. But, and if they're able to identify which is an emotion, which is a thought, which is a feeling, then they perhaps can have more control over how they can react to these things. Yes, and not over-exaggerate them because really mm. there's something about us human beings. When you give a label, the person will just embody it Correct. and they will just become it. Right? Very true, very true. So That's what we say in yoga. We're anyway all saying stories, uh, make your story magnificent. Exactly, exactly. So uh, let's start with the first one. So uh, basically an emotion mm. is your chemical response to a perceived uh, reality or a perceived meaning. So someone does something and you have a chemical reaction in your body, such as oxytocin, dopamine, adrenaline even. Now, okay? uh, where are these definitions from? Like, this These is are from neuro neuroscience. Neuroscience, and neuroscience definitions. Yeah, even okay. biology. This is simple science, right? So if a person experiences a certain trigger or stimuli and they create a certain meaning about it, there's a chemical response in the body and that's an emotion. So okay, you, great. Right? Now, a feeling... This is something that you pick up from your environment. Mm. And it's usually in the diaphragm area. So and is it connected to the emotion? The emotion could lead to a feeling? Um, yes, it could. So remember, we're not, we're not, things inside us are not separate. We're interconnected beings, right? So a feeling, before I connect them, let me just explain them in steps. Sure, so, sure, sure, sure. So a feeling is something what a person picks up from the environment. It mm. could be from people around them. It could be from the environment itself, like somebody walks in and they're angry or stressed. So it's more of like a gut feeling or a hunch that people say, okay, something shifted in me. I felt something is off. So this is something that is not yours. It's not your creation. It's something you picked up from the field around you. In contrast to the emotion, which exactly. could be yours. Exactly. So 
A sensation is something that you feel through your five senses. Mm. either on your skin or you sense something and usually a sensation is related to natural instincts so you're saying five senses or even beyond the when beyond you said instinct is like it's beyond the, the five beyond senses the beyond is the feeling okay so you're saying something which uh, say the esoteric world calls sixth sense uh-huh would be classified in neuroscience as feeling as a feeling okay yeah because it's not something uh, measurable it's not something tangible. tangible it's just something you sense it's there mm. but you don't really know what it is Correct. it's it's in the metaphysical right so uh, a state on the other hand is a process mm. so a state it's a combination of thoughts uh, emotions feelings sensations all of these things combined putting a person in a certain state and when it comes to anxiety and stress anxiety and uh, and uh, stress are feelings of of the future mm, of course uh, the, the, the imagination going wild and creating unnecessary stories of what perhaps would never happen exactly so it's all fabricated worst case scenarios of what could possibly go wrong and when it comes to anxiety and panic attack if you look underlying what's happening it's really about the person's existence a person feeling that their existence is threatened true either their self-worth is threatened or their job is threatened or whatever it is that is threatened I, I, either either aspect of well-being physical aspect mental aspect mm-hmm. uh, emotional aspect financial aspect you're so right exactly so when a person feels threatened what happens is that the subconscious mind goes into fight or flight and that's a natural response because the subconscious doesn't know right or wrong or real or imaginary mm. is just feeling threatened so now it's going to start putting the whole body into a fight or flight or pause and this is where the person starts experiencing adrenaline rush cortisol rush yes, and dopamine they, exactly and now they just want they're in survival mode so stress and anxiety and panic attacks is really being in survival mode and we as humans were not wired to be in survival mode for long periods of time it crashes the nervous system and the brain and it depletes the energy of re- the body from energy and resources so the person starts feeling depleted so all of this is basically energy mm. and all of this energy is in motion true emotion right? energy exactly. emotion that's what exactly. they say right exactly so if if and where the attention goes energy flows Absolutely. right so if a person is focused on into the future worrying about all the fabricated worst case scenarios they start focusing their attention there and now they are living in anxiety mode while they're just sitting in their couch or on their desk and their body is responding as if they're being chased by a wild animal which is why i feel all all the modalities that you're working with whether it's nlp or hypnotherapy or as a coach uh, or as a theta healing indra- instructor helps people to come back to the moment exactly so it's all, you know what's funny anjan is that everyone is doing this because they are trying to avoid pain mm. right but the truth is most people are motivated by by fear mm. true right so if a person is motivated by fear what they're doing is that all their motivation is to avoid being in pain true to 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 have sensations of pleasure or exactly. joy exactly they want to be towards pleasure and joy but they're not doing that they're contradicting contradicting themselves so uh, what's happening is that they are in their pursuit of joy they're creating so much pain true and they're creating the stress and the anxiety instead of being in the now enjoying and living their lives with passion instead now i know we spoke about the future aspect anxiety caused by thoughts about the future and the imagination what about 
thoughts from the past or memories uh, wh- where does stress come in because i know people get stressed thinking about mm-hmm. stuff that's happened to them which is no longer the present moment i mean it's it happened okay it's done move on but uh, h- how do you classify that in that's neuroscience that's a great question i love it uh, everything in the pa- so in the past when when a person is living in the past what they're doing what they're doing is that they're trying to refix it or relive the past correct so what's happening is that they're living in regret and when a person is living in regret and rehearsing the past they start criticizing and analyzing and judging and even self punishing and this creates a lot of stress so all their present decisions you're saying is based on their past experience what they're trying to do is they're trying to learn from the past or fix it because they were unhappy with how their decisions were or their choices or their life is but instead of them focusing their energy here and now on building and creating what they would like to experience they're living all their time in the past true and so this could be a big reason for stress definitely so let's get back to now emotions feelings thoughts sensations mm-hmm. which one of these actually causes the most stress if we want to talk in terms of biology it's basically stimulus response mm. so anything that acts as a stimulus to the subconscious mind as a threat will cause the response of adrenaline and fight or flight or pause no matter which level it is yes. whether it's an emotion or thought or feeling or a sensation no matter what okay and majority of people nowadays i feel they get stressed more because of their thoughts than the actually emotion because sensationally there's no not so much stress i mean we're not under physical threat like the caveman was many centuries ago uh, being attacked by a wild animal or you'll be you surprised know, really is wild <laughs> animals attacking you no but i'm saying uh, theoretically it seems like people are more stressed because of their thoughts most people have imaginary monsters mm. right so first of all so these are sensations then yeah. not thoughts the imaginary monsters uh, they're their thoughts That's what I was saying. I'm saying at the sensation level there's not so much stress. It could be sometimes because of work related stuff, mm. right? So if for example again a person is always bombarded with the with the subliminal effects from media. Correct. So if you look at media, there's a lot of focus on people's self-worth. Buy this car to feel amazing. True. Attend I don't know what to have this body, you know? All of this triggers Go on this pe- vacation to feel like you're complete. Exactly. So all of this makes makes people feel unworthy and inside them this creates a lot of stress because they want to it's it affects their existence, right? Who they are, their wholeness, their completeness. So this is creating stress, but this is a tangible stimulus. Which is why a show like Talk Wellness is great because mm-hmm. we're saying you are enough and you are complete. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. Every single episode we bring in different experts who come and share why and how you can get rid of stress and not even have it. That time. The Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan. In conversation with Yasmin Rashti, it's time for some truth bombs now. Share some perspectives which I know will blow people's minds. The truth is I receive many sessions with people who pop pills left right and center. So resorting to antidepressants just because they want the pain to go away mm. instantly. But what they don't realize is that what this does is that it numbs and inhibits everything that makes them human. So they don't feel any other sensation because exactly, of these pills. Exactly. Exactly. It inhibits everything, right? So then I I start working with people on helping them unnumb <laughs> so they can start feeling again and taking charge of their life. So I really encourage people to start thriving instead of surviving. So instead well, of What what's the difference? Just your perspective on it. So surviving is being on survival and being motivated by avoiding pain and avoiding fears. and allowing everything around you to affect you and attack you 
A thriver is a person that knows what they're doing and they do it with a purpose and their purpose is passion. Like for example, go working out. There's a difference between a person who is working out to avoid falling sick and getting weak and looking ugly, for example, True. versus a person who is passionate about getting stronger, having a healthier, energetic body. Even if the outcome is looking gorgeous, that's, that's great. But the intention, the motivation is completely different. In yoga, we call this real desire and false desire. Mm-hmm. So we had a fitness trainer on episode one. She, she's, of course, motivated to uh, really go and work out. And she's not doing it for any of the reasons that you mentioned, but just for the love of workout. And she said the same thing. She said it's all about passion. Definitely. And nowadays, we also have healers and people in the self-development world also are in there for the wrong reasons or false, True. let's say, false hope or false positivity and false uh, growth. Or to have a sense of uh, spiritual superiority. Oh, I'm a healer. You're not. Exactly. And, you know, there are also people who keep taking sessions. And, you know, so this is also Mm. not aligned in the highest intentions and in a passionate motivation. If your passion is for growth, then you're not going to wait to hit rock bottom to evolve. You're not going to wait to fall sick to to, uh, work on yourself, right? And, and it's not because we're broken. It's because we are wired for growth. Absolutely. We are meant to grow. We're meant to evolve. And if, we're, if we align our motivations with that, then we will, do it, we will be doing things with passion and out of love instead of out of fear. True. There's only two options, grow or decay. Exactly. And I hope everybody tuned in and everybody watching can choose growth. Definitely. Growth is the way to go. This is episode number two. Our guest Yasmin Rushdie will be back in a moment. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. On episode two with Yasmin Rushdie, of course, we're going to give you tips on how you can reduce your stress. But before that, I'd like to ask Yasmin, why are people motivated by fear? Because you said fear leads people to do things. Why is that? That's a very interesting concept because um, I learned about this from working with people. Mm. And I discovered that people have been conditioned to achieve in their life, to progress in their life only when they are motivated by a stick. Correct. And even though their desire is to have joy and pleasure, as we said earlier, but you see their behaviors and the way they do things, their strategies are all built on avoiding pain and avoiding fear and they're struggling in the process. So are you taking a dig at the education system of the world, which is creating competitive, well, we call them sheep, right? To mm-hmm. compete versus each other with grades and with, oh, I'm, I'm A plus, you're only Absolutely. A. And from that schooling level, the indoctrination settles in. I, I, are you saying the education system needs a rehaul? Definitely, definitely. It needs a revamp. <laughs> we had it in ancient uh, yogic times. It's mm-hmm. called a Gurukul, mm-hmm. where there was no competition your only competition was you yeah. and in fact even today uh, the martial arts school I train in for the last uh, 12 years has the same principle because we don't have s- competitions mm-hmm. so uh, that's what classifies a martial sport uh, from a martial art because mm-hmm. in martial arts you, you you don't have tournaments federation cups your only competition is you it's about your self-expression and how far are you expressing yourself and how much are you allowing more of your potential to really shine Uh, One of the other reasons is also the upbringing. Mm. So the conditioning at home. So you're not allowed to go and play with your friends until you have your sandwich. Okay, so it's it's like a reward mechanism that's built into the brain saying that I'm afraid if I don't do this, then there'll be a consequence. So I will only receive pleasure 
only with a threat. But is that such a bad thing? Because it's important to know consequences, right? There's a big difference between knowing consequences and between this becoming your conditioned motivation in life. Let's talk about that difference. Okay, so if your conditioning is to basically achieve and to succeed only when you're threatened to lose something or threatened to experience pain, then your whole life, like this is this, it starts with very simple things as a child. Like you can't go and play out with your friends until you tidy up your room, for mm. example. That's conditional joy, mm. which means as you grow up into an adult, then every time you want to experience joy or have fun, you're going to be feeling guilty. If you've not done something else. Exactly. Okay. And you don't know where's this guilt coming from. And this is also the weekend concept, right? I work hard for five days a week and so two days I can just slack off. Exactly. Instant gratifications. Mm. And that's why many people build, build, build and then lose immediately because whatever they have built is really, it's a push and pull polarity within them versus it's being, building really a foundation of thriving and prosperity. So in I understand that it's important to know the consequences and to create discipline for kids. But instead of it being a threat and punishment, it's to teach them how to be passionate, mm. to teach them how to love learning, growing, building skills, encourage them that way. And even with yourself, like it's not too late that now we're adults, Absolutely. we can rewire our brain, we can recondition our mind by training ourselves that, okay, if I want to save up, for example, money, most people have issues saving money because of this reason. Now they're adults, they're working, they're earning their own money, which means most of them will burn this money instantly, true, right? True. Because of this energy inside them. It's if, like if that's you, leave a comment and tell us, yeah, that's me. We'd like to hear from you. Feedback is great. It's like revenging from themselves, right? <laughs> but the idea behind it is if you love, if you want to thrive, if you have great dreams, if you want to build stuff, you're going to be motivated to do this without somebody threatening you and without very you true. feeling deprived. Very true. Very true. And how does somebody get that motivation? Yeah, which is not a fear-based motivation, which is a genuine motivation from within. It starts by really knowing what you desire. So many people are disconnected from their hearts, from themselves, and they're just looking at everybody else and mainstream, and they're just following that as their guide. And this is what makes people feel uh, aimless and uh, empty, right? But if a person connects within and starts exploring and discovering who they truly are, what are their true passions and desires? If, if there was no one else in the world but them, what would they really desire to achieve and how would they like to live? So this is the starting point. It's a self-exploration process. And then you start writing down what you truly desire and what would you like to achieve in this life to feel So like fulfilled. journaling, goal setting, exactly. vision boards. But that's more based on your truth, mm. on your authentic self. And not on what somebody you want somebody else to perceive you as. Exactly. And not because your dream, you're living other people's dreams, such as your parents or your friends or your whoever that person is. And not because you want to feel uh, good enough. It's, it's very tricky because some people, even when they journal, they tend to, they, they think this is what they want. But then when they ask themselves five reasons, why do they want this? They, they don't have even one. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a constant state of self-regulation mm -hmm. and understanding of yourself and going within and self-inquiry, I guess. Mm -hmm. Now it's about that time. The Talk Wellness Hour. So Yasmin, what has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? I wouldn't call it a failure. I would say it's life is, is it's a process of experiences, right? So we're here to experience. And um, like I, my biggest area of learning is relationship, really. Mm. 
So every person has a certain area that this is their area of growth. Mine has been relationship. And I wouldn't say failure because from every single relation, from every single encounter, I learned a lot. It helped me grow. It helped me look into uh, the things that I don't like and to know myself better and what I like instead. So I encourage every person to focus on the process, not on the on the destination. Mm. I know it Enjoy sounds like a journey. cliche. Yeah. But it's the truth. It's, it's the truth. The truth is most often simple. Exactly, it is. Because why are we here? We're here to enjoy. Even if you have the most high highest paying job and you're always stressed, you're always struggling. You're what's al- the point? What's the point? So what are the best resources that have helped you on this journey of yours? Resources could be podcasts, could be movies, people. My best resource has been myself. And that's by turning inwards, really. And I was a person who was very much outwards. I w- not maybe from the moment I wait, was born. Wait, were you the party girl? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> okay. uh, so I changed a lot. Like it has been a roller coaster. Like my natural instinct, I was so much into my beingness, mm. joy and pleasure and fun. But then, of course, as you go through school and teenage life and all that, things change, right? So I was so much outwards. I was so much in my doing, masculine mind. But then when I learned to go inwards and be in my feminine as well and to balance both, this is when I started feeling that I'm in union within mm, me. Like I'm, I'm my own team, right? Beautiful. Because if you, if you look at others and you bounce off other people's energies, you're going to always rely on them and you're going to always feel they're your suppliers, even for healing. True. Because many people do their healings because they got triggered by someone. Yes. And now they go and work on themselves. So we, we call them wounded healers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so at some point we all start off that way and that's fine. But the idea is to always um, go inwards and remember that you are a whole being. You're a perfect being. No one has anything more than you. Mm. It's very difficult for people to remember that, especially if they're in the depths of depression. And, um, you know, with my clients, when when I I stay away from saying these things to them, especially if they're in the depths of depression, till they're able to come to see a certain light. What are your thoughts on this? There's nothing wrong with asking for help, really. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when somebody is really depressed and has a panic attack and is like really in a state of, uh, let's say, desperate desolation and very uh, full of anxiety, full of worry, full of tension, burnout, these things uh, will not reach them. So what are your thoughts on those kind of situations? So people that are going through this, what I saw as working and effective is really working with their subconscious and their strategies, their Mm. brain strategies. We all have brain strategies, but people don't know about them, right? So even driving from point A to B, that's a strategy of how you do it, right? So um, a person who is going through severe anxiety and depression and even panic attacks, this is a whole strategy of reliving it every day. And what happens is most people don't know that your body gets addicted to your own emotions. True. So not only to substance, your body gets addicted to your own chemicals and hormones. So every morning you wake up, it's going to look for depression. Mm. It's going to look for anxiety. It's going to look for anything, no matter how small or big it is, just to experience and reinstate these chemicals in the body. Now, every morning when you wake up, if you listen to Talk Wellness, your body's going to crave that (laughs) that, that rush of uh, feeling good. So make sure you do that. (laughs) Definitely, yes. Exposing yourself to... to, uh, Brain food that really brain food, I like that. Yeah, that I really like that. nourishes your mind, that expands your awareness and your horizons. This is very important. There's and that's a- what the show is all about: giving people as many perspectives as possible, so that mm-hmm. they can choose what they want. Exactly, and also it's about being consciously living. It's mm. living on purpose. Many people are exposed to a lot of garbage, mental garbage. True, and they're not even aware, perhaps. 
Yes. So awareness is very important. Second, it's not resorting to pills immediately. It's it's really going to there's plenty of people who are great in self-development. So working with the subconscious mind to rewire the brain, cre recreate patterns and strategies so that a person will step out of survival into thriving. True. So finding other things beyond your medication. In yoga, we say meditation is the best medication. Yes, yes. And and when a person is going through something, ask ask for help. Yes. Go see someone. There is nothing wrong with that. Ask for help. That's that's key. Okay, uh, speaking about ask for help, I know uh, people influence people. So who have been the three most influential people in your life? Uh, that's an interesting question. Okay, so I would say my parents, definitely. Uh, my husband, because that has been a journey too. <laughs> and um, one of my best friends. Yeah, she had really okay. contributed as well to um, a lot of transformation in me. <laughs> that, that's nice. Okay, my next question for you is, what is one common myth about your profession that you keep hearing again and again? Uh, or, or, or in your field, a common myth that you want to debunk? That all healers are the same. Everybody now is a life coach. You take a course for, I don't know, one week and now you're certified to work with people. I honestly, look, this is, there's a truth to it somehow. But to be honest with you, um, there are now many amazing courses, even if it's just one week. So it's really not about quantity. It's about quality. Mm. Like the first course that I attended, it, it was an intensive course. It was 10 days. And the cert I got like six certificates from it. This was 10 years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. So that was life coaching, NLP, hypnosis, a, a bunch of other stuff. But it was a great course. I was able to Deep practice. Deep and immersive. And it was hands-on. Mm. So I would say people should step out of numbers of years of experience for change to happen. True. Because everything is evolving. So you're saying quality over quantity. Yes. And if you can, quality and quantity. Why not? Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. On episode two today, we have Yasmin Rushdi. Uh, she is an incredible self-development trainer and healer, multidisciplinary. Yasmin, I wanted to ask you, for your great-great-great-great-grandchildren, what is the wisdom you'd like to pass on? Always be your true self. Really, and I know it sounds very simple, but it's really very deep uh, because there's everything else externally that makes people become everything that is not who they are. But when you're truly yourself, you have a lot of resources and wisdom within you. You really don't need a lot of what's outside of you. But also it's important to have it in a balanced, humbled way because some people could tend to be egotistic. Yes, it could lead <laughs> to narcissism. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it's really about knowing your unique essence and really working as a team with everyone around you. Like we're all here to support each other and we all have the same goals. Everybody wants to be in love and joyful and have abundance. So it's really all the same stuff. It's just that some people have a scarcity mindset and they compete mm. and could, um, you know, want to snatch things uh, versus other people who have an abundant mindset who believe that we can all enjoy everything without sure. really competing. So Yasmin's great, great, great grandchildren, if you're watching or listening, pay note to that, okay? Now, this is a segment I call Daily Routines. Name something that you do every single day without fail. Meditation and breath work. This is how I start my day. 
And this is really one of the tips that I want to give with regards to anxiety and stress. Uh, so since anxiety and stress are connected to the fight or flight, which is your parasympathetic nervous system, the easiest way to step out of stress and anxiety is breath work, mm. right? And you already know that. Enzyme, Absolutely. Right? So well, though we don't call it work, we just call it pranayama. There's no work Exactly. <laughs> but most people don't breathe. It's most true. people breathe the shallow breath with it just from their lungs. It's very short and very fast. And so that's l- l- why let's give a quick tip on breathing, right? So there's basically the thoracic breathing and then there's a the diaphragmatic breathing and then there's the abdominal breathing. And breath work, uh, which is a kind of new age word for pranayama, is basically allowing breath to flow through your entire being mm-hmm. right am i right definitely of course you're you're the guru here have, no no no, no <laughs> gurus here okay uh this is a segment i call pursuit of relaxation i ask all my guests what are your thoughts on happiness okay so again there is false happiness and there's the true happiness so i would say happiness is more of an emotion so it's a reaction to a situation but uh the constant state is really joy or contentment Okay, so definitely we will go through a lot of uh, emotions throughout the day because of different stimuli and different experiences. But the con- constant state, which is joy and content to always be in, that's an attitude. Mm. And that's a choice you make every day. True, true. It's not just something that happens to you. So you're saying happiness is the choice that you make. Even contentment. Contentment, which in Sanskrit we call santosha. Mm-hmm. And happiness, ananda, is the choice you make. I love that. I love that. Okay. Uh, five tips or five ways that you have personally to get rid of stress and anxiety that you use on yourself also. So first of all is to pause and drop everything. So just drop everything and close your eyes and connect in words and do the deep belly breathing. Mm, abdominal breathing. The abdominal breathing. The abdominal breathing immediately, immediately within like a minute or two okay, relaxes so the entire body. That's one. Two, it's to connect to the emotion in your body. You need to locate it because mm. it is, it so does have... every emotion has a spot in the body that it kind of goes to. Whatever you're feeling, it's somewhere in your body. Sure. So just locate it. Okay, that's the the second point. Locate it. And how, how does somebody train to locate it? Uh, by going within. So when you close your eyes and you go inwards and you check and you look, what is this emotion? What does it look like? What's, does it have a shape, a size, a pressure, a color? Just noticing it because it's it's a body. It's it's an energy that is existing there. So number two is acknowledging and noticing where it is. Okay, so that's two. Number three is only observing it, hmm. not changing it. People immediately jump into, I want to change this. I want to fix this. There's nothing to fix, nothing Just to change. Just witnessing. Just witness it. As a person witnesses, it will start getting smaller and smaller. And the emotions and everything, the whole drama around it will start to diffuse. And then once all of this happens. So that's number three, witness. Uh-huh. Number four, you ask yourself, what is creating this? Okay. And what f- thought, find the cause of it. What's the cause? Is it a thought or a series of thoughts? Is it an external trigger that someone said or did? Is it an external event that you saw or witnessed? Or is it an an unreal event that you created in Mm. your mind? So Mm. identify the cause. Okay, and step five? Step five is reframe it in your mind. Reframe. So so everything is internal work for you. Like uh, Amy on episode one said she prefers to go out to nature Mm -hmm. and she loves to listen to music and spend time with friends. But you're saying all your five steps of... Getting rid of any stress or anxiety is simply to go within. Yes, because people are always running out, escaping it. That's beautiful. And that's not the solution. The solution is to go inwards and fix it. 
Okay, so I call this segment shipwreck. Now, let's imagine you're shipwrecked on an island and you all the basics are taken care of, like food, clothing, shelter. What are the two items you would want to have with you? Um, honestly, I'm not really into items. Like, if I can just um, go out and play and have fun with a, <laughs> and just jump into the ocean, that would be amazing for me. Okay, so you would need a paddleboard, maybe? No. Okay. Uh, swimming goggles. I don't know. You got to choose goggles. the two. Maybe goggles. Okay, are swimming fun. goggles. Okay, and fins. And fins. Okay, cool. I like that. <laughs> um, if you could step into my footwear, and I'm not wearing any because I do my show barefoot, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Um, what are people consuming? So what are people consuming? Mm-hmm. In terms of food? Yes, or drinks or okay. or inhaling. <laughs> Tell us, what are people consuming that's causing them stress? Yeah, sometimes stress is because of things that people consume. It's not only because of their thoughts. So it could be um, uh, lots of heavy metals. And many people don't know what are heavy metals. So heavy metals are... Arsenic, lead. Yes, aluminum, uh, fluoride. So these are things your body doesn't need at all. They're poisonous. So when a person consumes them either in their toothpaste or even water sometimes, they will start... This, this heavy metals, what they do is that they sit in the nervous system and they start accumulating over the years, which makes people become more stressed and paranoid and anxious and they don't know why. Mm. Okay, so a person could be experiencing anxiety because of heavy metals uh, toxicity. Okay, another thing could be because of exposure to hairsprays and mousse and so, gels. So there are different modalities for heavy metals detox. Like even in Ayurveda, there's stunts based on your prakriti, which is your vata, pita, kapha, your, mm-hmm. uh, your constitution. There's many detoxes for heavy metals. Is this something you recommend? Definitely. I think every person should do a detox once a month because we're living now during like such times where there's plenty of pollution, plenty of, and of course to avoid genetically modified foods and everything that is uh, <laughs> that is artificial. Uh, another thing could be coffee. Mm. So many people have adrenal fatigue and that's why they're nervous and anxious all day long and they don't know why. So you're sitting on your desk consuming coffee all the time and this is creating a lot of adrenal fatigue which puts a person's system uh, which exhausts it, basically. So cutting down on coffee, drinking plenty of good water, because also water carries a lot of heavy metals or even vibrations that are not so healthy, could create also um, anxiousness in people. Amazing. About that time. The Talk Wellness Hour. Helping you discover more about your mind, body and energy. This is Talk Wellness with me, Anjan. And this is basically conversation that fuels your well-being. And it's been a privilege to have you on air with us, Yasmin. Thank you so much, Anjan. That was really fun. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you found this to be helpful and um, transformative. <laughs> uh, before you go, your last pieces of advice for everybody listening or watching. I would say create strategies that make you thrive instead of survive and live passionately so instead of hard working create strategies that make you passion working mm. i'm sure you already have if there's a one motto or one quote which maybe you wrote on your phone or you've you've you, you have it written down somewhere in your house what is that one thing that you live by every day um live joyfully focus on joy focus on on really be like making this life count for you because once you're 90 or 100 and you look back at your life and you're going to, if you say to yourself, I wish I did this, then you would feel 
that this life wasn't really for you. But if you did every single day, everything that you really were passionate about, you're going to feel fulfilled. That's amazing. Yasmin, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you, Anja. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. And I'd like to remind you that the perspectives that we shared on this show are of my guest and myself only. And you should evaluate if it works for you before making it yours. Always consult your own doctor, therapist and healer before you make any drastic life changes. And we would love it if you could share this podcast link with your friends, your family, your circles and talk about it. That's why we call this series Talk Wellness. We need your support to get the conversation around well-being to be a more prominent one. I would love to connect with you across social media. Look for Meditate with Anjan on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. And also, please leave a review. This will help us grow. Our next episode will be out soon. It's episode 3 and we have Roger Chakthura who is the founder of a mental wellness startup. And we will be talking about the 7 dimensions of wellness. Thank you once again for listening and for your love. Stay relaxed. Namaste. It's about that time. The Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan.